Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour, where our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Brian J. Henderson, and our co-host, Gregory Turner, will be with us very shortly. Tonight, is we're going to have a great topic that you know that's very important for us, first of all, to know about, and then, second of all, for us to practice. We're going to talk about a men's conference that's going to be held here in Tallahassee, Florida on April 12th of 2008. And some of the topics we're going to talk about are diabetes, prostate cancer, HIV AIDS, abstinence education. And we have with us a special guest tonight who's going to be basically giving us some information and talking a little bit about her organization and what she does and why she decided to host a men's conference. Tonight's guest is Sylvia Hubbard. She's the executive director for the Minority Alliance for Advocating Community Awareness and Action Incorporated, and she's partnered with several other local organizations to host this men's conference 2008. Ms. Hubbard, are you with us? I'm here. All right. Well, tell us, first of all, what does your organization, the Minority Alliance, what do they do? We provide um, HIV education, abstinence education. We have a jail reentry program. Okay. And, you know, that's intriguing, the jail reentry program. Tell us about that. We want to hear about that. Well, um, most often when people are released from jail, they're not prepared to uh, find jobs or they may be homeless or to make a life for themselves once they leave the prison walls. So we're there as a kind of catch net so that they can uh, have someone to talk to or maybe provide uh, resources before they leave the jail. Okay, so what your organization is trying to do with that is to reduce the recidivism rate. That's Wow, that's awesome. You know, I've gone out to some of the jails and actually I've been to the local jail to talk to some of the inmates. And your organization is doing something that's so greatly needed in our communities, uh, not just here locally, but pretty much everywhere. You know, Florida houses a lot of prisons in the North Florida area, and I can truly say that, you know, the reason that most of the inmates go back to prison is because they don't have those resources at hand. They don't have anybody to talk to. You know, they don't have anyone that's trying to help them get out of prison, and it's usually a punitive thing more than a uh, rehabilitative thing. That's absolutely right. Uh, most of the guys, and as well as females who are coming out, the family don't know what resources they need, and they're more likely to commit another crime and go back to jail. Okay, all right, all right. And you said also that your organization does HIV-AIDS prevention? Yes, that's one of our, we uh, contracted through the state of Florida to provide um actually two interventions. Um, one is uh, sister, sisters informing sisters on the topic of AIDS. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're contracted to see 80 females and provide a HIV um, information, actually, con- association skills mm. um, and voices. That's a one-hour intervention to increase uh, condom use. Okay, okay. And you know that that, again, is something that is greatly needed in our community, you know, the knowledge and awareness of how to protect yourself and also how to, you know, not get the disease. Do you all do testing as well? We also provide HIV uh, counseling and testing, yes. Okay, yes. You know, because I know for sure that um, I think what's what's the statistics, one in 46 in the state of Florida? One in 47. One in 47. All right. And that's one in... 47 African-Americans, African-American. right? Yes. Okay. See, that sounds pretty high. I mean, when you put yourself in a room with, you know, 50 people, there's a good chance that maybe one, possibly two people in there are infected. That seems, you know, wow, 
<laughs> Those are well, some pretty high numbers. Well, yeah, when you look at it uh, and consider that we're only uh, a small portion of the makeup, when we look at ethnicity, yeah, that's a large number. And what are the rates for, like, other uh, groups, like um, non-African-American groups? Um, Hispanics is uh, around one in every 129. We are... Whites are like one in every 200. They're a little bit off, but you have to look at they're still the majority of the population. Right, right. So it's just like saying if if you're one out of five, you know, or if you're if you're at 50% of your population, your population is is four. That's a lot bigger than if you're, you know, 60% and your population is two. You know. Right. So okay, okay, so. Um, on a proportionate level, high, blacks still have a higher rate of infection. I'm sorry, I missed that. Okay, so on a proportionate scale, blacks still are higher at a higher rate of infection than others. Absolutely. Okay. Wow. You know that's wow. That's an amazing statistic when you look at it. You know, just from the sheer numbers of people. What about um, like youth, like pediatric age, do we still have a problem with that in the African-American community? Anytime people are not getting tested or are not getting uh, checkups when they are pregnant, yeah, that poses a problem. Okay. And um, I've, heard that, I've heard people say that um, mothers, if they get themselves checked early enough, can prevent their children from getting Absolutely. the disease from them. Absolutely. Okay. And, you know, just for the for our listeners, a lot of people don't know a whole lot about AIDS. Can you tell us how people get it? Because most people believe that it's a white, gay, male disease, and, you know, there's a lot of myths that are surrounding it. You know, one person I can remember talking to, and they said, well, if you touch somebody that has HIV, you can get it. You know, and I'm like, that ain't right, you know. So just for our listeners' sake, I know the statistics and I know the information, but can you just give us a, a quick rundown on the ways that you can get it? Well, you're going to get it um, by blood-to-blood contact, sexual contact, any kind of sex, mm-hmm. oral sex, anal sex, vagina sex. It's a sexually transmitted disease. Mm-hmm. But HIV is just a small portion of what um, the problem is in the African-American community. Uh-huh. I mean, we, we have black males who are dying. Uh, they don't normally go get a checkup, and so they die quicker than any other population. We're worried about the pros- uh, prostate cancer, ah. um, diabetes, high blood pressure. Okay, let's let's talk high blood pressure. I know that that's not something that you do as an organization. Well, first off, let's talk about the other thing you do at your organization. Let's talk about the abstinence education. Okay. That portion is for the youth, and that's range 12 to 19 years old. Uh, we have uh, peer educators that are out in the community providing abstinence education to other uh, youth. We uh, do the curriculum, a peer-led curriculum for youth here in Tallahassee. Okay. Do you go out into, like, other areas? Or, I mean, do you all get requested to go places? to do, like, abstinence education? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people who would love to have you all come out. Absolutely. We're we're kind of like all over the place. We're contracted to be here in Leon County. However, we're, we're out in... Um, we're out in um, Gaston County, Madison County. We're basically anywhere anybody asks us to come. Okay, okay. So you... You have knowledge and will travel. <laughs> yes. In your abstinence program, do you promote the abstinence until marriage? Yes. We we don't we don't teach the abstinence plus. We teach okay. abstinence only. Okay. All right. All right. You know, because I know there's a lot of uh, controversy surrounding the the two different methods, and people are saying that you know you have the abstinence only and you have the abstinence plus, and we should teach abstinence plus because the kids are going to go out there and do it anyway. And, you know, I always beg to differ. I said if you you give, you know, people good information and arm them with that information, then they'll make the choices that, we, that you know, that I think is the right choice. 
Well, that's my approach. If you give them an option, I mean, you can use a condom, but guess what happens? You're going to forget to put it on or you're going to forget to take it. So then what happens? Mm-hmm. You're back at square root one. You you're, you're, you might be engaging in some sex partner that has the HIV virus, and there you go. So the only way to teach that is abstinence. There's a lot of other things you can do. If you teach them that there's other things they can do besides go to bed, then kids will use that. But as long as they don't know that there's an option uh, in the say-so, then they tend to just say, yeah, this is it, because they get all of their information from TV, peers who don't know what they're talking about. So we're having a real problem with this. Mm-hmm. All right. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, and tonight's topic is the Men's Conference 2008, and our special guest is the Executive Director of the Minority Alliance. I'm going to shorten that. I'm just going to say MACA. And uh, for all those that are out listening, if you have a comment or a question, the number is 850. I'm sorry, it's 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. And we have on with us Ms. Sylvia Hubbard. She's the Executive Director of MACA. Okay, let's talk a little bit about this men's conference. What inspired you to do a men's conference? Because not many... You know, usually you hear a men's conference coming from other men that are talking about this. Um, well, because it kind of go hand in hand. Uh, guys are, like I said before, they're not going to doctors. They don't normally go. And this is one way that we can um, spark their interest in saying, okay, we need to start taking care of ourselves. Right. Um. Uh, Beforehand, they had not been doing a great job, so therefore they don't get tested for the HIV virus. They don't get tested or screened for diabetes. They don't uh, check blood pressures. And they basically don't go into the doctor unless they're half dead. Hmm. And if you will look at the statistics on African Americans with the HIV virus, they're in the last stages by the time they make it to a physician. So they have full-blown AIDS by the time they get Right. It. Wow. They've had it at least eight to nine years. And, and you know, and, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. And they're having other problems is why they go into the doctor then. Ah. Uh, you know, and it, it's funny you say that because I can remember um, a couple of weeks ago I was teaching a class, and, I, you know, I'm talking with a bunch of, uh, freshmen in college and you know we were talking about a lot of different things and I started telling them about I said you know have you all had a prostate exam you know and they were like prostate exam you know I'm not doing that nobody's going to do that and blah 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 and I was trying to explain to them how important it is and one guy said well I'd rather just find out when I got cancer and I was thinking you know, that sadly is the mentality of a lot of our black males where they don't want to know until they have to know, and by then it's too late. And a lot of times it takes, you know, our strong women that's by your, you know, a strong woman by your side to, you know, force you, not necessarily force you, but to, to give you the motivation to go and get yourself checked out. Uh-huh. You know. Hello? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. You know, so, you know, uh, first off, I'd like to applaud you for just having the courage to say, hey, I'm going to get some men together so they can talk. Right. And basically that's all it takes, just getting them together so they can talk, so that they can say, okay, let's do this. Uh, We can do this. Inspire some other men to take lead and and go from there. Mm -hmm. Hello? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Don't worry, yeah. I'm here with you. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to go yes. and take so a quick... What, okay, I'm sorry. That's what we're really trying to do is get men to understand that we need to have a conversation about this. We're going to treat them real nice and feed them and uh, give them a whole lot of information. And it's going to come from other guys. Ah, okay, all right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we come back. Uh, we're going to have Ms. Hubbard talk about some of the people who are going to be um, special speakers at the show, at this uh, event. 
So we'll be right back with the Abundant Solutions Hour. If someone you love has a problem with drugs and alcohol... Isn't it expecting this? Yeah, but it's the right thing. There is something you can do. You think I'll be okay with this? Shh. Here he comes. Congratulations! You can celebrate his recovery every chance you get. For drug and alcohol treatment referral for you or someone you know, call 1-800-662-HELP. Yo, Dad, have I told you how proud I am of you? Hey, thanks, son. What did I do? I think you're eating extra vegetables and snacking on apples. Just trying to stay healthy by eating my nine servings of fruits and vegetables a day. I even saw you slip carrot sticks in your gym bag. You noticed that? I sure did. Well, that's what you've got to do to stay healthy and fit. <laughs> and that's why you're my hero, my role model, my shining all right, star. All right, what do you want? The car, some cash, and your old school CD. <laughs> oh, my son. A message from the Department of Health and Human Services. Here's an important message from Rev. Dr. Jeremiah A. Wright, Jr., Senior Pastor of Trinity United Church of Christ. Did you know that more than half of all the new HIV-AIDS cases reported are among African Americans? Our men, our women, and our children are at risk. We must put aside our fears and exercise our faith and put an end to this deadly disease. Encourage testing. Learn more about HIV and AIDS. For testing locations, contact the CDC National STD and AIDS hotline at 1-800-342-AIDS. Okay, we're back with the Abundant Solutions Hour, and tonight's topic is the Men's Conference 2008. If you have a comment or a question, our call-in number is 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. And I'm also checking the chat lines if you want to go to Blog Talk Radio's web chat. That's blogtalkradio.com slash A-S-E motivation, and you can join us in the chat room. And tonight's Special guest is Sylvia Hubbard, the executive director of MACA. Ms. Hubbard. Yes. Okay. Can you tell us uh, some of your featured guests that will be talking at the men's conference? We'll have Dr. Moran uh, from FAMU that hosts his own um, HIV live show. Uh, you can catch him on the FAMU station. We're going to talk to a colonel. We're going to have a colonel in the U.S. Army retired talking about the importance of um, taking care of yourself. We're having Dr. Williams, Bond Clinic. He's going to talk on the importance of health and the 10 uh, main diseases that men suffer from. Keith Blocker, HIV AIDS, uh, worked for Leon, uh, not Leon, he works for Gaston County Health Department. Mm -hmm. Just to name a few. Okay, all right. So you'll have a bunch of strong men out there talking to other men. That's just beautiful. That's beautiful. Okay. Right. And where is your conference going to be located? It's going to be over in the Frenchtown neighborhood at the Lincoln Neighborhood Center. Um, that's off of um, Brevard Street. Brevard Street. Yeah, that's Lincoln Neighborhood Center, 438 West Brevard Street. I'm looking it up. <laughs> okay, and what time does your conference start? That conference is going to start registration about 8.30 so that we can start our welcome and all of that about 9. We're going to have two breakout sessions um, and with different topics. We even have something for the young kids if they want to come. Um, we're going to have some abstinence education, and actually Mr. Brian Henderson is going to facilitate that for us. Yes, I will. <laughs> so we have some for uh, all age groups, so all males need to be coming. All right, all right. So listen up, males. Listen up, women who know males. Tell them to be there. Men's Conference 2008, April 12th. And it's at the Lincoln Neighborhood Center, 438 West Brevard Street. You're going to get free breakfast and free lunch. And you'll learn about diabetes, prostate cancer, HIV, AIDS, and abstinence education, and it's for all ages. If you can walk and listen and understand, you need to be there. Right. All right, all right. And who are some of the people who are hosting this event? I know that your organization is the flagship organization. Well, we're going to have Lincoln Neighborhood Center. They're going to come out and help support us. 
We got the Leon County Health Department, the State Health Department, um, Bond Community Health. Mm, don't have my paper in front of me. I'm thinking now who else is there. Um, I thought you were also going to have some word artists. I'm sorry? Didn't, weren't you going to have spoken word artists there as well? Black on Black Rhyme. Mm-hmm. Just to name a few. All so right. we got a we got a good lineup there, you know, we got plenty of people coming. All right, all right. And, and food. And I would also say you would welcome volunteers to come out and help as well. Yes, we have fam we have our FAMU um uh students coming. They're gonna volunteer to um they're gonna volunteer and make sure that the guys when they sit and listen that they're taken care of, they're gonna actually uh serve for us. Okay. All right. That's wonderful. So you're involving the community, the colleges, the students, the youth, you know, the adults. And this is especially, you know, when I hear the word prostate cancer, I always think about our older generation, you know, that, you know, 40, 50, 60-year-old age, you know, right. when that becomes an issue. Right. You know, so we Well, you it's have... so important to teach them at a young age that this is something they need to do. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not what we're having a whole lot of. Okay, all right, all right. Um, you know, one of the things I, when I read about the conference, I thought about, you know, the fact that you will have people from the health department. Will you have some, will you have, like, uh, people who are setting up booths that have information available? Actually, the state health department will be out, and they will set up a booth. Uh, we're going to have a gold gym. They're coming out and they're, they're going to have a display table. Uh-huh. Uh, guys will be able to get a blood pressure check. We decided not to do diabetes since we're going to serve breakfast. Ah. <laughs> so. Yeah, because typically that'll that'll give a false reading. Right. Okay. Right, and we don't want that to happen. Okay. All right, we so that's, that. that's awesome. You know, one of the things I was thinking about was, the fact that, you know, when you talk about a health-related conference, you know, most people don't really talk about the exercise portion. So when you said Gold's Gym, I'm like, okay. You know, that's the one thing that, you know, because you hear them talk about eat right, you know, eat healthy, you right. know, get good exercise. But most people don't really have the motivation to get the good exercise. So it's great that Absolutely. you have. Absolutely. And that's so important that people exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, it was great that you all have someone like Gold's Gym that's willing to participate as well. Right. You know. Right. Yeah, they're going to come out and help support this event also. Uh, Pepsi-Cola, uh, Coke, both uh, will be there also. Okay. Not that we're advocating drink a lot of sodas, but. <laughs> well, they have health-related drinks yeah. as well. You know? Well, they're willing to come out and support us, so. Right. You know, well, and that's great. That. I mean, that's it's great that you have so many different types of organizations coming out to support an event like this. You Absolutely. Know, and, and I can say that I, I that this is probably the first time I've heard of an event like this. Mm-hmm. You know, in in this area. Right. So, I'm I'm not sure. This is our first time doing it. Okay. They have asked us to hold some different type of conferences, and, and we've done them. But this is the first time that we've actually, um, and, and it fell so in a t- at a time that Minority Health Month. Oh, okay. So it was perfect timing, and, and we were able to actually do two events with one event. Oh. We, we felt like we needed to do a male's conference, and, and of course, everybody knows that uh, – uh, Black uh, guys who sleep with other men who sleep with men are are one of the population that we want to reach and have not been uh, able to pull a conference together. So we said, okay, let's just pull a men's conference, and that will pull the black community together so that um, all of them can get some information, and let's see what comes from that. Okay. Ms. Hubbard, I think Greg has just joined us on the line. Let me see if I could bring him in. Greg, are you there? Yes, I am. Yes, I All am. All right. Glad Ryan, you can make just, it, sir. I'm just, yes, thank you. You know, I'm I'm so excited. And how you doing, Ms. Hubbard? I'm just so glad that you came on the show. 
And I just think what you're doing is so awesome. You, you can't you can't get anything better than than what you're doing. You know, it, right. we'll, you know, as, as men, we'll take our families, we'll take them out to a football game and spend two, three hundred dollars at a football game. But when it comes right. down to something like this, you know, we shy away from it, and we feel that it's not entertainment. But we're investing in our lives. This is life investment. And I just, again, I just, uh, uh, you know, I, I just commend it with what you're doing. It's just so awesome. And I was just listening to you talk, and if anybody out there that can hear, you can hear the passion in her voice because she really loves what she's doing. And Brian, Miss Hubbard gave me one of my first speaking engagements, and that was at the uh, local jail. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know what I was going in there to do. I mean, I knew I was going in there to speak, but I didn't have a clue of what I was going to be faced with, and she trusted me enough to come out to the Leon County Jail and, and speak with the guys, and I absolutely loved it at that point. I loved it. Well, there's a go ahead. I'm there's, sorry. there's a lot of work to do in in the uh, African American community with the males. Yes, you know, Miss Hubbard, you had something at your center. Uh, Brian and I were there when we were coaching Pee Wee football, and we we gave all the information out, and it was free. It was just amazing that how many parents passed up on the offer of. Uh, educating their, their children and educating their families. They just didn't They didn't want to be a part of it. And I just don't understand how someone can say no to what you're doing. It, I, I, I just cannot understand it. Well, we're, we're not concerned about our health until we are ill or one of our loved ones fall ill and we need assistance. Yes, yes. That's so true. But what about, you know, this is what you're doing is preventive maintenance. And I just believe there's so much a person can learn from going to these seminars because we don't know everything. But when you go to uh, something like what you're doing this weekend, it's just, I just, again, I'm I'm just lost when people say, well, I'm busy. I'll be doing something else. Well, probably the night before they were probably doing something that they probably weren't supposed to do or somewhere that they really wouldn't gain any, any type of advantage points on their life, but they go and do what they do. But, again, they don't want to go and be taught. Uh, something that will save their lives. And, and it's just amazing to me that we don't go out there until we are in a position that we can't help ourselves. I just, I'm lost with that. Well, uh, uh, we, we don't train to make sure that we take care of ourselves. That's one of the things, uh, especially in the African-American community, we don't talk enough about health-related issues. Uh, one of the things that keep us from prostate screening, that that's a faggot thing where we ain't going to let no man stick his finger up, but we're dying daily. Yes. yes. And HIV and AIDS is still the stigma of uh, it's a gay disease. So until we break that racism there, then, then we can move forward. Yes. All right. Greg, we and have and a caller think, that's been patiently okay, waiting. She's been yelling at me in the in the talk room, and I hadn't been paying attention. <laughs> and she wants to ask Miss Hubbard a question. So we're going to bring you in. Caller from the eight four zero area code. Are you there? Yes. Um. Good evening, Brian and Gregory, and your wonderful guest. Um. I just want to say to your guest, she's truly a woman of purpose, a woman of excellence, and a woman of action because. What she's doing, she's getting to the root to the problem, and it's time for us, you know, to stand up and make a difference. I just thank God what she's doing. Um, I live here in Tempe, Arizona, which is 30 minutes from Phoenix. Is there any is there any way you're going to come here to Arizona? I would love to get involved and just work with you as well. This is Minister Rosalind Jennings from the Power Forgiveness Show. Well, Rosalind, if um, you want to fly me out, I can do some TA. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I would love to. We we actually, my agency actually started as a grassroots organization, and, and Brian would remember when we worked for free. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> started as a church organization. Mm-hmm. Grew, and grew into um, um, a nonprofit. Yes, I can remember those days and nights <laughs> and weekends. <laughs> it, it, it is so rewarding to see that somebody 
is really um, getting involved with the men because that's the main thing. If we could take care of our men, it would be more security. It would be, it, it would be a, a difference in all areas of their life, and they'd be, they'll know how to be a better provider and protector for their family. So we definitely got to reach out to our men. We cannot, you know, neglect our men. It's good that I know I care about the men. It's good to see that other people as well is getting involved to help the men help themselves. Right, and, and that's one of the keys. If if men don't get on the right track, then women sh- can't follow. That's correct. That's correct. I have an opportunity to teach in the jail, uh, and I teach males, and, and it's just really surprising how little they know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we're not doing a good job at teaching yeah, in the African community. So every opportunity is every opportunity to teach is a game. Somebody can get Absolutely, absolutely. I think we lost Greg on the line, but he'll probably be coming back in pretty soon. Um, Ms. Hubbard, I wanted to ask you this. I know this is is definitely a Greg question because he was waiting to ask this, but I'm going to ask it before he gets back on the line. (laughs) What inspired you to to start your organization and to do mm-hmm. what you're doing now? Well, I I have a larger dream that, you know, if you give people what they need, then they can use those tools that you give them to make a better life for themselves. Mm-hmm. So often people, um, you know, write a grant, do a little bit, and that's it. But I'm... I just firmly believe if you teach people, give them the tools, they can use it. Even if they don't use it fully, they have something to make a good choice. Mm-hmm. What we just don't see enough of. People don't have them. They don't care enough. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, just me for myself. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. I'm still waiting on Greg to come back. He, he's on his cell phone, so... I'm sure he probably lost signal as he's riding. You know, one of the other things that um, that I know Greg would love to ask you, and I'm going to ask you anyway, since he's not on the line, is, you know, when you when you were young, when you were growing up, you know, was there a culture of people that you know did they talk about these types of issues when you were a youth? Mm, absolutely not. Absolutely not. People was hush hush. Just like now, I remember when cancer first was being announced on the TV and people didn't want to be around them. They didn't want to touch them. They didn't want to touch the people. They were putting them in in, in nursing homes because they had cancer until they found out you couldn't catch it by touching. And here we are some 25, 30 years in the fight on AIDS, and, and we're still thinking we can get it by touching, drinking, so it's still just a lot of education that needs to be done, especially in the African-American community. But if we can get those males on board, I think we'll be doing okay. Mm-hmm. Great, great. Um, what was my other question? Oh, it was about... Um, it was about the, uh, the, the program this weekend. Now, do you host, you said you, you, this is the first one that you've done. Do you believe that this will spur other uh, communities to do the same thing? Do you, is this something that you're trying to inspire to have more men's conferences or more things that are related to men's health? You have to understand that MAC has done a whole lot of uh, uh, conferences. We, we even did the interfaith, interdenominational uh, conference. It was a two-day conference, and we had uh, people come from all over Florida to uh, attend that conference in the faith community. Mm-hmm. Uh, done one with youth, where we took them to Jacksonville Sawgrass and, and kept them for a whole week and did HIV prevention. Uh, we had over 150 youth that we took. Mm-hmm. So we, we're, we're no stranger to conferences, and this will just be one of a series. Actually, uh, we're planning one now for men who have sex with men that's going to come up in um, June. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be large scale. It's going to be small, right. but we, we are planning that nonetheless, mm-hmm. and we're really making it small. 
so that we can see how do we approach this from their view and what do we need to do. Right, because that's a segment that, especially in the African-American community, I can, you know, I can say that you rarely hear about people that are, you know, out. You know what I mean? When you're, when you're talking about the African-American community, there are a whole lot of people who are in the closet or with what they call the down-low brothers. Right. You know, so the fact that you're having this conference is a very bold move. Right. Know, because for most of those folks, they will have to, in order to attend, if they are attending, that means they have to come out. Right. You know, so. This is for the one. The one, the one that's sad is, is for men. Doesn't matter what type of men, what's your sexual preference, as long as you are a male. Okay. Of course, we're going to have some females there, but they will not be part of the conference. Right. They will only be serving as hostess. And support. Registering, uh, registering people. Okay. It's, we're not singling out men. This is for all men because all men are, are affected by high blood pressure, diabetes, prostate cancer, HIV. It, it, we're not just picking out, okay, this, we want this group of men or we want that group of men. That's going to come later. This year we're focusing on all males because we want to challenge them to do something different, go out and tell another male that they, to have an exam or have a conversation with their child or with, with a group of children, but just start having that conversation. All right, all right, that's wonderful. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more with Sylvia Hubbard from MACA about the 2008 Men's Conference. You've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Thank you. Your baby is so cute. How old is she? Six months. Mine too. Your baby is so cute. How old is she? Six months. Mine too. Is your baby also getting her immunizations today? Yes. It's hard to get here sometimes, but I find a way. It's my lunch hour. I had so many questions at first, but I got all the answers from my doctor. Immunizations are one of the best ways to protect your baby's health. Call your health care provider to make sure your child is fully immunized by age two. For more information, call toll-free 1-800-232-4636. Sponsored by the Department of Health and Human Services. This is Chicago-style hot dog here. I'm not feeling too good. Turns out, along with all the other bad things my cholesterol does, they say it's a risk factor for strokes. Strokes? Sheesh! Good news from National Stroke Association. Exercising, eating right, and asking your doctor about medicines that can help lower your cholesterol, like statins, may reduce the risk of a first stroke. And if you've already had a stroke, it's even more important you lower your cholesterol. Lower your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today. I lost my job. I lost my home. What is the cost of drug and alcohol addiction? I lost my health. I lost my self-respect. I lost my freedom. If you have a drug or alcohol problem, remember treatment is effective and recovery is possible. For information on drug and alcohol treatment referral for you or someone you know, call 1-800-662-HELP and see what you could save. With recovery, I got my life back. All right, if you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, and tonight's guest is Executive Director of the Minority Alliance for Advocating Community Awareness and Action Incorporated, Ms. Sylvia Hubbard and we're discussing her 2008 Men's Conference, which will be held on Saturday, April 12th, at the Lincoln Neighborhood Center. That's 438 West Brevard Street in Tallahassee, Florida, and the conference registration begins at 8.30 a.m., and the conference starts at 9. All right, Ms. Hubbard, are you there? I'm here. All right. Um, now, I want to ask you some more about your organization. You know, when you first started the organization, you know, you said it was uh, you started out as a church group. What was your primary focus? 
Our primary focus was building the capacity of the African-American community to address HIV and AIDS. Okay, so it was a grassroots effort that, you know, that was spearheaded by learning more about HIV and AIDS and teaching others how to learn about HIV and AIDS. Well, what we did in essence was we went from Alabama all the way down to um, Duval County, Florida. started little grassroots agencies and showed them how to program mm -hmm. HIV and AIDS. Oh, okay. So, and then your organization blossomed into not only just teaching, but also doing. Absolutely. Uh, during the time we were a grassroots agency, we still went out in the fields and did, we were doing like three-on-three -three basketballs, mm -hmm. tournaments around HIV and AIDS, of course, we've, we've, we've evolved into uh, conferences by now, but, yeah, we started just going out telling people about HIV and AIDS and showing them churches uh, how they can be involved with HIV and AIDS and how to talk to people with AIDS and not to be afraid and, and, get, and letting them know how you get the HIV and AIDS virus. You know, it's not something that you eat off a plate and you're going to get it. So it was just little things like that that the African-American community didn't have knowledge of. Okay. And so this conference is just one more thing that is part of the grand scheme of what MACA does. Yeah. You know what, Brian, the more, the more and more I teach them, the dumber I get because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, you know what, how many years have I done this? And I, I still have a person, like you were saying, you know, somebody was saying if you touch a person, you can catch it. Yeah, I, I, I understand I that. <laughs> taught a girl in, 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 in the jail, and she said, you can get it from mosquitoes, can't you? And I'm like, oh, my God, we have not taught enough, have we? So, you know, it's still just teaching over and over and over again. It's, it's saying, okay, this is the way you get it. This is what you need to do. It's the same thing about the prostate cancer and, and, and diabetes. I mean, it's what you eat. It's what you put in your mouth that's causing you to die. And how many ways can we say it? How many times do we have to say it in order for people to say, okay, we can do better? And, again, that just goes back to men taking charge, mm -hmm. going back and talking, and doing something better so that, you know, they can show people and their families especially that we can do better than this. All right. I'm going to ask another question about because um, you talked about how there are still people out there that need to know. How successful has your organization been in, like, reaching our youth and reaching, you know, other communities? And, like, especially, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to caution myself when I say this, but especially church folk. Okay. Um, we're contracted to see 80 females mm -hmm. a year. Last year we saw 280. Oh, wow. <laughs> through our program. So you more than tripled your numbers. Yeah. And we were contracted to see 250 youth. This year we've already seen that. We've seen that many youth in... Three months. Wow. So this is the kind of work we do. I mean, we get out here and we shake the trees and do what we have to do. Wow. As far as testing, we test over 250, 300 tests every year. Okay. Wow. So you are affecting change in your community. Yeah. And as far as churches, we do pretty well with churches. We are able to go in and uh, present our, ourselves and present that information. Uh, we've, we've never had a challenge of getting in churches. However, that was one of the things we uh, presented at the summit mm -hmm. uh, up at um, California. And one of the things we did was talked about collaborating in rural areas is not guaranteed. Mm -hmm. The reason we did that is because people were really struggling trying to get in churches to talk about HIV and AIDS. Uh, but what we found is when you send the wrong messenger, people will reject you. 
and and so often that's what's happening, that they're sending the wrong messenger. Uh, for instance, um, particular church wanted, they want to see what an HIV positive person looked like. So when we bring a person, we don't interview them first, we just get them from the speaker bureau there in Tallahassee, and what happens is they get somebody that might not care if he's in church or not, and he may not be the Christian, so they're going to say things that may offend so-called church people. And, you know, but you asked to see these people, not me. So this is what, this this is the challenge, having talents, making sure that the person that's going in doing the presentation is culturally sensitive to the people that he's going to talk to. Oh, that is so key. Like, I know when I go out and I talk to, to children, I know that I have to talk to them in a way that I can get their attention versus if I go in and I talk to a group of adults. You know, I can talk a different way than I would to them, you know, versus a child. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think that's very key and very important. And I am wondering where Greg is. <laughs> you know, he was supposed to be on, he was on the line for a little while, and then he got off, but he'll be here soon, I hope. Um, okay, but one of the things, the things Brian, uh, that that people just, uh, you know, just don't have a feel for is like that culture sensitivity thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can walk in any door if you know how to present yourself. Absolutely. When I get trained on some of these interventions that the state roll out to us and say that we have to implement, we go to training, and, and of course, trainers come from all over America. Some areas are not like Tallahassee, Florida. Right. They don't use the same language. I'll never forget when I went and got trained on uh, sister. Mm-hmm. And the people use such vulgar language that it just, I was like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? And it was just really bad. Uh-huh. But coming from where they were coming from, it was totally appropriate because that was the group of people. And and it's just being able to say, okay, that's not going to work for my region. That's not going to do for this. Then you then you can get your audience and 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 be successful at at um, HIV hmm. prevention. And that's what we've learned to do. We have a good mixture of staff and volunteers, and they're trained on mostly all of the um, interventions that they roll out. So we we do well there, and that's key too. Is making sure you have enough volunteers and people willing to go out because sometimes you you might not have enough staff. There might not be enough paycheck to go around. Ah, that's but true. You you got to have that backing from the community. So your organization, when you all go out and. You teach people about HIV/AIDS. Do you all also try to get them to come back and and work with you as volunteers, or do you like employ? I heard you talk about uh, having youth groups. So you have those youth groups. Um, Absolutely, we have a core group of youth that we've been working with for at least five years, mm-hmm. and and they're excellent facilitators of abstinence education. Uh, they make sure that they talk to abstinence and not condom. So, yeah, they're really doing a great job. Okay, all right. And so they go out and they promote the abstinence and the HIV prevention? Absolutely. Abstinence, that's kind of great. (laughs) Cross-trained, most of our staff. Most of our staff are cross-trained, so Mm -hmm. they can talk either the abstinence or the HIV. So So you also have youth that do the uh, prevention as well that can do the testing? Absolutely. Wow. See, that's something that's really, really intriguing, the fact that you can have someone that you can relate to that's your age that can go and administer a test, but you be your friend as well as, you know, teach you about how not to get the disease or how to be chased and not, you know, give yourself away before you get married. See, I, I think that's a beautiful thing. Right. Yeah, and I'm reading uh, in the chat room, and someone says that this is so good. Tell her to please keep up the good work. <laughs> Forward that one to me. All right, I will, I will. You know, oh, 
He wants to ask a question. Go right ahead. Oh, hold on. I'm going to bring him on the line. Okay. Caller from the 313 area code. Is this Brother Neil? Hey, this is Brother Neil from Detroit. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing great. Great. And to your call, your, um, your, the person you're interviewing, hello. Um, I don't really know. I just kind of like jumped in because I couldn't get the audio for some odd reason. But um, what's your name? So I don't. What's her name? Hubbard. Hubbard. Miss Hubbard. Did I say it right? Yes, you said it right. Okay, Ms. Hubbard. Listen, I've been listening to you, and I think this is just awesome. I work with a couple of programs here in Detroit. We have a um, called Project Save, and it's uh-huh. a, a abstinence program as well um, through the hospital that I work with. And um, and I was just, I've been sitting here listening, and I heard Brian, Ch- he typed back at me and was telling me that he think the grassroots programs work better than, you know, these politicians not talking about the issues. And what we right. find here in Detroit, I'm just make a comment and then I'll get off of here because I can run my mouth forever. But <laughs> one of the, I talked to one of the infectious control disease doctors at my hospital over one of my shows and he was saying how uh, how society is promoting sex, 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 but they're not promoting, you know, the prevention of diseases. And he said it, it frustrates him so much because there are so many people getting sick, and the AIDS epidemic is is even raising higher in the older ages, old older age group now because um, of uh, these little male enhancement uh, pills and things of that nature. The older generation is getting hold to, and, but I want to just commend you on what you're doing and keep up the good work, um, Brian. I really appreciate you all talking about this. I will make sure that I help promote this this program as well this particular show because especially in the african-american community and it seems like the churches don't talk about it enough like they should um it's crazy it's really crazy and i've been trying to tell these folks you you better hold on (laughs) aids and these stds are stds are really serious and let me shut up and get my mouth you can go ahead and cut me off and i'll just listen to the response all right well we thank you for that response that was great and i see greg is back with us Yes, oh. yes, I'm back. Okay. Yes, I'm back, Brian. All right, what do you think about that comment, Ms. Hubbard? Uh, well, I think he's absolutely right. Uh, um, people are saying that was a waste of uh, funds to promote abstinence education, but if you nobody's talking about abstinence education, how do the kids know? Did they teach themselves? Miss <laughs> <laughs> Hubbard, that's funny. I just left an abstinence class. That's why I'm running so late tonight. But I just left uh, abstinence class at a church that I'm teaching, and it's it's not a lot of churches that allow us to come in. Brian and I, we we know, and Miss Hubbard, you, I know you know. We we've, we've done some things with you, and we run into all kind of problems at the church. And and I believe that is the beginning of uh, solving this this problem, or at least uh, taking a cut, uh, taking a big dent out of the problem. But right. for some reason, but for some reason, they don't want us to come in there and uh, tell the kids don't do it. Well, that's 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 one of the whole problems. Because see, in Leon County, we're telling thirteen year olds that they're HIV positive. Yeah. That means somebody's not talking. Yeah. I mean, it's is it me or or is it society? Whose problem is it anyway? Well, it's everybody's problem, especially in the African-American community. Yeah, yeah, and I can say that. You know, we have had some success, but it wasn't because we just walked in and said, hey, we want to do this. You know, at, in the beginnings, it wasn't easy no. to go and talk about that. You know, like Greg can remember when I was going to do a, a a radio show, and this is actually what spearheaded us to do our show. We were uh, Greg was interviewed, and then the gentleman was supposed to interview me, and I wanted to talk about HIV prevention. So he said, well, let me do a pre-interview with you. So he talked with me for a few minutes, and he says, oh, you can't talk about sex on my show. I got church people that are listening to my show. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and I asked him, I said, well, you know, um, you do know church people have sex. Oh, they don't. <laughs> you know, I said, you do know that this disease affects everybody. It's not just, he said, but you can't come on there and talk about condoms and everything. I said, you didn't let me finish talking about what I want to talk about, you know. But immediately he kind of cut me off, 
And he was like, no, no, you can't talk about that. I'll lose my listeners. And I'm thinking, if your listeners aren't listening to, you know, sound advice, then they're already lost, you know. So, Ms. Hubbard, we got about five minutes left in the show. We want you to give out a uh, little bit of information on your um, on your organization, talk about the uh, the event again, and I'll give everybody the information after the show as well. But just give us a little bit of information. And then if, do you also go out and do speaking engagements yourself, or is it just the folks in your organization? I try not to go out and do them, but, but sometimes I have to. So, yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> Well, so you already got maybe one, possibly two out-of-town engagements. I think you could make, you know, great waves in Phoenix and Detroit. Tough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, line me up. Yeah, um, yeah again, the, the show is good. The men's conference is this Saturday. We're going to do registration at 8.30. The show starts at 9. We're going to move expeditiously through. We'll pull it all back together about... 12.30, and we're going to have lunch. We're going to have Keith Blocker to talk about controlling the minds, and that's not a little E, that's a snake. That's both of those minds. <laughs> Blocker can do it. So um, oh, yeah. we're excited about it, and we're expecting a big crowd. So mm-hmm. I have the actual itinerary. I'm going to read it off real quick. We'll have uh, Dr. Williams from the Bond Community Health Clinic. We'll have uh, Mr. Keith Blocker from Gaston County Health Department. Uh, you'll have myself uh, talking to the teens about abstinence, and also B.K. Haynes talking to the teens as well. Uh, we'll have uh, Dr. Brandon Brantley talking about taking responsibility. Uh, speaker Dr. James Brown or is that Dr. James Moran? I'm sorry. He'll talk. No, I'm sorry. That is Dr. James Brown. Dr. James Brown will talk about substance abuse, and Dr. Inwang will talk about real talk. And also, we have Dr. James Moran, who's going to be with us as well. And so, we have a lot of great speakers, all strong men, and they'll be there. And it's going to be uh, the men's conference is going to be at the Lincoln Neighborhood Center. That's 438 West Brevard Street. Am I saying that all right? Yes, good. Also, to check out uh, a little more information on it, you can go to www.maction.org. That's M-A-A-C-T-I-O-N.org. And, Ms. Hubbard, we're going to give you an opportunity to just say some closing comments. Uh, Thank you for uh, supporting my uh, community endeavors and hosting us. Keep up the good work, Brian with the show and reaching people. And, again, just thank you, and y'all come out and support this event. All right, all right. Well, Greg, yes, since sir. you are here most of, the, most of the show, we're going to leave you with the last two minutes to just give us some closing <laughs> comments. First of all, yeah, uh, you know yeah what, go ahead, Greg. You know what, Brian, I, I really believe that what Ms. Hubbard is doing is just not going to stay in Leon County. It's going to go all over. I, I really believe she's starting something that, uh, 50 years from now will just be in, in every state. I, I believe that she's going to go out of the country doing this this thing, and and, and what she's doing is, is really needed. And and we just need to pull behind her and, and, and look at our lives and say, you know what, what's most important? What's most important, me wasting my Saturday just sitting around or taking my family with me and we learn together and grow as a family and be healthy? Because if you don't have your health, Brian, you really don't have much at all, mm-hmm. and you know that. But I, I, I tell you, she's one of the few uh, strong women in the black community that will get out and do the things that she's doing. She's not afraid to go into the churches and stand up to a lot of the people to help others. And I know she's taking a lot of hits. I know that. Because any time you're volunteering and you, you're trying to make a difference, you take hits. So, you know, I commend her on doing what she's doing. And, Brian, everybody that's listening that can hear my voice, you're going to remember her name, Miss Hubbard. You're going to remember that name. It's going to be a, a, a household name for many years to come. But, Brian, she, she's awesome, and, and I commend her for what she's doing. All right. We've got about 30 seconds. We want to thank you again, Miss Hubbard, for joining us tonight. 
And I want to let all the listeners know that on Friday we have another great show. We'll have the wife of the D.C. Sniper. She's going to give us her first exclusive interview. So join us, please, at 9 o'clock on Friday evening. And with that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We think we reach our goal of helping others be more, do more, and have more. Attend the conference on Saturday. Good evening, and God bless. Blog Talk Radio. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.